0: Guessed it. It is the Pints and Polishing Podcast High Edition, or at least discussing weed. <laughs> Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. We have the one and only, the legend in Tulsa, Oklahoma, Mister Cass Tucker. Thought
1: that was my intro. Hold up, hold up. Oh, wow. I was like I'm <laughs> excited, you know, like <laughs> I was <laughs> like, hey, that's, that's life. a he's good like, intro. He's like, DJ.
2: yeah, that's
0: <laughs> me. No, that is Mr. Cass Tucker Damn. in the house. That's messed up. Drinking the Prairie Bomb. And Mr. Patterson is also here. Just a detailer. Just a detailer. It is what it is. Thank you, Mr. Cass Tucker, for coming on to the Pints of Polishing podcast. Hey, tell us who is Cass Tucker?
2: Obviously, the man. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> friend of Marty's, friend of DJ's. Uh, Marty kind of taught me everything I know about detailing. Um, started out over Jackie Cooper doing parts and kind of moved into the role of detail management there for a little while. Got into doing ceramics. Um, basically, was taught how to polish. Didn't know really anything. So um, now here I am. Um, all right,
0: all right. That was an easy story. Like, let's go back to the beginnings. Like, who's Cass Tucker as a man. kid?
2: Where are you from? What were you into? Uh, all around gearhead. Um, ever since I was a little kid, always taking stuff apart, putting stuff back together, building bicycles, moved into uh, motorized stuff. Um, basically found my first vehicle, which was an El Camino, the O'Mullet machine, and uh, built that from, from a field and uh, basically mowed yards to put that car together.
0: And what year were we talking
2: It was a 76. Yeah, big old fat, fat boat. Yeah. So let's get
0: into what you would love to talk about that I know nothing about. What was under the hood?
2: 454, big block. Yeah. And what does that mean? (laughs) (laughs) Nice big engine, made a lot of power, a lot of (laughs) torque. So... Uh, I got my first ticket when I was 16 after two weeks for a street racing ticket. Oh, nice. And uh, so that was uh, 200 hours of community service when I was 16. So it was lovely. Um, Basically, I just started my passion for cars and I've been into cars and it's all I've done ever since. So grew up here, right? In Tulsa. In Tulsa. Yeah. Born and raised. High school. What did you do? Booker T. Went to OSU Tech, became a GM mechanic and wrenched for a few years.
0: Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So straight out of high school into there. Yeah. And then, but your kind of break, so to speak, of what you worked for a parts place, right? Or well, like I worked for how, like you got started into it. Yeah. What? Tell us that.
2: Basically, I uh, worked at Hideaway Pizza going through college. Um, then basically went to Ferguson, Pontiac. Was there for two years. Was a mechanic. And then went out to Classic Chevrolet for quite some time as a mechanic. Um, found out that definitely parts was a better way to go. I had air conditioning and uh, didn't have to buy tons and tons of tools. So hmm. worked out for the best.
0: And, and so did you always keep turning wrenches and you were always still working on cars? Yeah,
2: I turned that basically more into a hobby versus doing that as a daily basis. Uh, that was a lot of backbreaking work. And, and uh, I like the parts aspect, so I, I started working with O'Reilly Auto Parts was there for seven years, was a territory sales manager. Um, also worked with DuPont Paint and went in, trained body shops, um, got them under contract, basically taught them some, some paint techniques, would go and certify body shops.
0: Uh, so how'd you get that job? I mean, you went from sort of turning wrenches in a sense mm-hmm. to then growing a territory doing sales. So, and that's, that's pretty unique that somebody could transcend from one to the next
2: that quick what how do you why how honestly just hard worth ethic um being able to be open to be self-reflective to kind of learn from what you do um basically being able to go out and talk to people i mean you got to have that open clear attitude and know what your customer wants know what they need so from there You moved to a body shop, right?
0: Yeah. To a very large body shop. Hourglass. How did you get that?
2: Um, Basically, um, Chris Harris over there at Hourglass was one of the accounts that I worked with. They were excellent guys. And uh, one day there was a job opportunity that came available. He was nice enough to pick me up and uh, got to go there. Learned a lot from uh, Steven and Chris Harris and a bunch of good people over there. And uh, then an opportunity arose at Jackie Cooper. So I took that. Been and there ever and since. Jackie
0: Cooper, for we got people, you know, they're not going to know who that is. What is Jackie Cooper?
2: So Jackie Cooper, we have Porsche, we had Maserati, uh, Mercedes, Infiniti, and Volvo was there at the time. So now it is basically branched off to Infiniti has their own store. Uh, we have Mercedes and Porsche and then Nissan as well. So um, now I am a service manager with Infiniti, um, but basically started out as a parts person four years ago. Um, from parts went to detail management ran that for about eight months and then got promoted into parts manager
0: and that's where we met and that's where kind of the story got fun in a sense which is why I think it's unique um, that you were able to move from you know one, one gig to the next and in each you know just knowing you and knowing your history and what you've done each spot you go into it blossoms and it blooms and like you just bring this, this like fresh air, and it just blows up. I don't know um, if it's
2: fresh air; it's more uh, kind of off the wall, sideways thinking, thinking outside the box is what I'm told numerous times. Yeah, very much so.
0: <laughs> but so, what when you took over as the detail shop manager at a dealership, and what was your initial first impression?
2: Uh, this is a lot more difficult. It's not just washing cars. Uh, everyone has this huge misconception. Oh, it's just washing and vacuuming a car And it was definitely not that um, I learned that within the first week of being there. It was extremely difficult and uh, Needed some help and that's where you came into play
0: so What numbers were you looking at when you started and what numbers did you finish at? Because most dealerships don't associate that you can actually produce revenue out of a detail shop. So, you know, how like walk us through those steps.
2: So, I mean, basically our gross profit percentage, I mean, we retained roughly 68 to uh, 69% when I first started, we were roughly doing about $70 to $80,000 a month in gross sales were around anywhere from 109 to to 120, just kind of varied. Um, and we're talking
0: 120,000
2: like 120,000 yes so um basically i I was just kind of looking at our spread we we didn't have a whole lot of customer pay business everything was internal so we were riding that roller coaster of the internal work and i was like well what am i going to do to keep good detailers around they don't want to work on the same old thing doing the same in and out big suvs dirty suvs customers just junk out and uh, you know, what are we gonna do to be profitable at it? Was it,
0: the favorite car there was what the QX everybody hates Everyone them. hates the yeah. QX eighty. Yeah. <laughs> why,
2: why, why? The QX eighties were always just insanely filthy.
1: Oh the interiors, yes. Okay, gotcha.
2: I mean they're just a huge boat, you know, they didn't pay well. So that was something that we had to really look at is we didn't have a menu in place. We didn't have any consistency. So it was just one of those deals, you get one of those cars for a basic detail, it, it flagged four hours and you spend a day. If not too, jeez. Oh, you
1: know, and if,
2: and <laughs> yeah. God forbid if someone had a dog that ran around in their car, because then that's a whole other ball game, as you guys know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So, what do you
0: what what final numbers did you finish up with? You started in those 120s with gross of eighty, when you had eight months, and within eight months you quickly rose it to what?
2: Um, the the big number was about one hundred and seventy thousand um, in total sales. And we did uh, almost 130000 in gross. I think it was around 124 or 121. dollars uh, So $121,000 in gross um, that and that's, month.
0: that's per month?
2: That was in one month, yes. So we did about $55,000 that month alone just in customer pay. It was, if I remember correctly, about 4,600 hours that we produced that month. So we ran an average of anywhere between 160 to 220 hours per day with... Fourteen detailers.
0: Yeah, I mean, but the big number is one hundred
2: and seventy thousand.
0: What it was like one seventy one or something, right? Yeah, it was about one
2: hundred and seventy one thousand. Yeah. in sales. And I mean, that's yeah. <laughs> that's stupid. Yeah, <laughs> so I mean, still kind of hold that title. And I'm, I'm, but again, it was all the guys. It was nothing that I did. It was just the guys. So
1: how many guys you have making one hundred twenty?
2: We had fourteen.
1: 14 employees, you made $120,000 a year or a month? No, that was a month. Okay, because I'm like, It Hold was $120,000 in
2: gross. A it was month. 171000 in sales. Wow. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: That's
0: it was saying. legit. But, I mean, again, it's that was one of those crazy. things
2: that, that we had so much work. We were closing at 7 or 8 o'clock at night when I first got there. We'd open at 8. The guys would trickle in between 8.30 and 9. And then it got to the point, I'm like, okay, well, what are we going to do? The guys were constantly complaining about not making enough money. So I was like, well, what if we extended the hours? They thought that was a wonderful idea, so certain nights we were staying there till 1, sometimes 2 o'clock in the morning. But these guys were, on average, um, another gentleman you guys know, Marcus, he was flagging 200 to 220 hours every two weeks. So so. were they
1: motivated by the money or, like, the actual just, like, look what we're doing, like, the goals, setting the, the, the records and so forth?
2: The goals definitely helped because they made a spiff off of that. Um, and, and we had celebration, like a, a nice little party. But I think it was more than that. It was we built a team. You um, started seeing more camaraderie. When someone would get a nasty QX80 in, you would see two, three, four guys go over there and all help each other out and bust these cars out. We set a higher standard for our quality. Whenever the quality came up, that's when you really saw everyone really start getting motivated because it wasn't just a wash and vacuum shop we started getting looked at in a different light and uh, I I really think that helped the motivation and and kind of pushed us forward
0: cool cool yeah I wanted to get into your story because it's to me that's the unique part um, that you were able to go from multiple different things and then into a dealership setting that we all know struggles with bringing in the finances for um, you know for detailing, yeah. usually detailing is the redheaded stepchild at the dealership and you're able to go in and very quickly change the dynamics and change the look from upper management looking at, oh, I think even the, uh, uh, I think even the owner made yeah. some comments, right? Like, oh, wait a second, we're making some really legit money out of here. So yeah. I've always found that to be very interesting. And even though you want to say, oh, it wasn't you and it was the guys the numbers are not the same once you left. So you've done, you know, you have a unique gift in what you do. And so I did, it, to me, it's, it's really cool. Let's get into this beer though, because this is- Some dark stuff. It is very dark, <laughs> um, but like I said, Prairie, and even like a lot of guys in the uh, beer groups that, uh, there's there's a lot of those beer trade groups, that they'll trade beers back and forth around the States. The prairie bomb holds a very high trade value. It is unique to Oklahoma and it's not around very much more. We got it just because we are all here in Oklahoma. You mentioned you thought there was a dark beer that you had said or something. I was like, I couldn't find it. I saw this. Darkinger. Like, yeah, I was like, Yeah, this is we haven't done this. It is very unique too. You and I, which is also a good thing about this beer, you and I went to the prairie brew pup. Yep. Um, Ian has been there, too. DJ, you need to go.
1: Uh, this is the day you guys went without me? Uh,
0: pretty much every day we go, you're not there. So it's not without you. It's you don't come. Dang.
1: Yep. That's, that's very true.
0: Very true. Cheers. I
1: had to wait 15 minutes to drink this. Yes. Now it's all warm.
0: I mean, just the smell at first. Like, DJ takes a full-on chug. Well,
1: yeah. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I got excited 13%. Yeah,
2: I know. Definitely has a strong coffee note to uh-huh. it. Definitely. Like, it's in the
0: scent. Like, just even putting it up, like it, you smell that coffee very yeah. strong. Well, what do you think?
1: It's good. It's very, it's not like, it's not my, um, definitely not my choice of type I'm of normally beer. Normally not a stout kind yeah, of Yeah, but this is, it's really good.
0: Well, you like coffee, though.
1: I do like coffee mm-hmm. to wake up in the morning and get going.
0: Mm, that's so it's almost it's so thick though it's almost like a meal. Yeah. Like it, it's, yeah. it's it's like a super protein thick. shake. Yeah, it is. It's like a protein shake. But tons of flavor in it, which is uh it's mm, different. It's different. It's different. All right, so we need to get rocking on our topic for tonight. Um, very interesting topic, the reason why I thought it'd be great that you came in. Uh, was not your expertise in the topic. However, more of the understanding of from a dealership setting now that we have set a new law here in Oklahoma called 788 where we have made medical marijuana legal um, What happens in the dealership world for detailers? DJ will talk about what happens to small businesses and detailers that work in a small business and then we can just chime in with you know what's going on at a detailer world in general with weed but um you know the funny thing is i i, I not a what was your first weed story but do you remember as a kid some of the first what do you remember the first name for weed besides weed was pot pot what, what else
2: on cops man what <laughs> It was on cops. Oh, it was
0: on cops? Yeah. Uh, we my, called
1: it we called it dank back in high school. You man. called it dank? Yeah, we called it dank. Yeah, but even before then. Before then?
0: No, yeah. bro, he's like no. How old look are look you? at his no. age. Thirty <laughs> three? Yeah, I'm not like right I'm like touching
1: him right now. Yeah.
0: He's like still wet under the ears, man. Bro you we're close
1: <laughs> to age than your old ass over there. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> He was still wearing tie-dye <laughs> yeah. sandals back oh, in the day. You should I see still it. have some rope yeah. sandals. Do R- oh, you know you had like, long, blonde shirts.
1: hair? I bet he did. No, he does Before even, he lost all of his hair. You haven't seen the picture? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good picture. Dude, I, Mark, I was like, it. who the fuck's that guy? He's like, that's me. I'm like, no, it wasn't. You smoked pot back then, didn't mm-hmm. you? No. Never did, actually. That's crazy. Yeah. You looked the part.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: People always <laughs> wanted something. They always wanted to know what I was on. Sandals If they had something, I could give them something. But, yeah, I never did. Um... I remember Sticky Icky uh, because that was... of the song? Was, yeah, because of the song, because of Snoop Dogg.
2: Well, I mean, Skunk. I mean, you always hear Skunk Bud. I mean, listened to a lot of 311 back in the day, so it was...
0: I don't remember 311.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Who's
0: 311?
2: Kind of ska, reggae, kind of. You know who 311 is.
1: I don't know who 311 is, but I know of... Uh... You ever heard of Modest Yahoo? Yeah. Yeah, like that that type of genre right there?
2: How old are you? I'm 29. Jesus, man. All right.
0: All right, so uh, the Chronic, a.k.a. Sticky AKA, Um Let's do some Did You Know. I looked up some Did You Knows. I think this should be a lot of fun. Um, and let us go into some pretty cool little facts What do you think is the most unique fact about marijuana, DJ?
1: The most unique fact about marijuana? Yeah, like,
0: what do you think? Like, oddball fact. What do you think cool fact would be? Where do you start?
1: I I don't know. I mean, I think it really – I always go into the whole – I won't even go into that. Like, the whole alcohol versus marijuana, like – marijuana just – chills some people the hell out like I mean you know it's just
2: I'd it, much rather deal with a pothead than a drunk
1: absolutely because yeah. you're not belligerent you're just you're calm collective either you're stupid quiet or you're ridiculously hungry I don't know one of the two but like everything's just chill there's no
2: everything's no fist fighting yeah. getting obnoxious
1: exactly so someone that's high is more um, interesting
0: fact speaking of that I read that once uh, Denver moved to medical uh, their accidents Highway accidents dropped tremendously. I,
1: I, I yeah, yeah, I believe it.
0: Uh, Cass, somebody's wanted to know which we should have. My bad. They wanted to know whose GTR is that in the that's background. Mine. Oh, that's mine. That's mine. That's DJ's weekend yeah. car. Yeah,
2: that's his weekend car.
0: So, it tell us real quick about about your baby.
2: 09 GTR. Um, Sorry, here's your mic. Yep. I'm trying to take this the, the show from you. 09GTR, worked over at Nissan, got a really good deal on it, and uh, it's just one of those things.
0: What all have you done to it?
2: CC105. <laughs> <laughs> Ching-ching. <laughs> no, um, it's got full titanium, Tomei exhaust, um, E85, basically down pipes, gotten rid of the cats, done intake, and injectors, and in a Tim Bailey tune. So it's really awesome. Sounds Makes right. about 600, 650 wheel horsepower. Oh, nice. So, yeah. That's all you need. Other than that, body is completely stock and just driving.
0: Oh, yeah, just driving, huh?
2: Just driving. Just driving. Hey, the insurance is cheaper on that than than it was on my Subaru. So, really? Yeah. All
0: right, so 21 states have gone medical. That's interesting. Um, what kind
2: of tax revenue have they collected? Yeah, right?
0: <laughs> Super tax revenue. All right, here's a cool, couple cool little... Unique facts I thought were interesting. The name, oh, here you go. Where do you think the name marijuana comes from?
2: That's a good question.
0: Yeah. Uh, It's a Mexican slang term for cannabis, also derived from when the Spanish tried to pronounce Mary Jane, which is then why a lot of times it's nicknamed Mary Jane.
1: But why is it named Mary Jane, though?
0: Because that's the pronunciation. That's what I just said.
1: So it's called marijuana that they come
0: But the way they pronunciated it sounds like Mary Jane. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Um, Marijuana is still the most common illegal drug used in the United States. Approximately 100 million Americans have tried marijuana at least once, and more than 25 million have smoked it in the last year. Uh, (laughs) That's funny. There's a quote from Martha Stewart. Of course I know how to roll a joint. Uh, yeah, got to th- th- cook and
2: show a snoop. <laughs> right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> According to the UN, 158.8 million people around the world use marijuana, which is 3.8% of the world's population. That seems low. Three, Only 3%?
2: I wonder what the uh, average of drinkers.
0: Yeah, that would be high. Or
2: cigarette smokers.
0: Cigarette smokers would be massive. It went down just now. I mean, three went down years. by one. Yeah. Three weeks smoke-free. That's right. Uh, uh, according to one national survey on drug use each day approximately 6,000 Americans tried marijuana for the first time 6,000 a
2: day I wonder how many of those are vapors
0: right <laughs> since 2015 marijuana has become the fastest growing industry in the US if marijuana becomes legal in all 50 states the industry will become larger than the organic food market Wow!
2: Yeah, and I'm sure it would be larger. Um, but but I believe you know it's more
0: consumable, right?
2: Well, not only that. I mean, um, I think it would be larger. But I, I feel like there's probably a ton of lobbyists with uh, the tobacco companies that are probably been shutting this down for so long.
0: Uh, yeah, but I heard um, once it first kind of started going medical and legal. Uh, who was it? Uh, Philip b- Morris. Philip Morris. Yep. They, kind of jumping on the bandwagon. Yeah, at they that jumped point. in heavy and started. Um, what uh, basically buying companies and investing into companies and, yeah yeah Philip Morris they're not stupid no ah oh, such a good beer you can taste that like you can, it's boozy yeah. like you you got that like the good coffee flavors there but then there's that sting of that alcohol in the aftertaste It's pretty legit. Yeah, it's what we say it was? Thirteen percent. Yeah,
2: thirteen. Thirteen percent. I have to like sleep here tonight.
0: All right, here's interesting. Both Thomas Jefferson and George Washington grew hemp on their plantations, and the British Crown even ordered colonists to grow the plant. So I've always wondered then at what part did it become illegal? Like it was a mainstay of our colonization. When did it become illegal? That would be an interesting Oh, I wonder if it was
2: given, you know, cotton and tobacco run for its money at that point and they went up to battle for it. I don't know. Um right. what
0: was number two? Oh, uh, teenagers don't smoke more pot in the states where marijuana is legal than in states where it is illegal. Say that one more time. Teenagers in states that it is legal don't smoke as much pot as teenagers in states
2: that it is illegal.
0: I mean, I,
1: I, I could see that. I mean, you're a teenager, you're just trying to, you're rebellious, right? But I mean,
2: so, I, mean I can't do something, I'm gonna do it. Exactly, mm-hmm, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Hmm. yeah. All right, during the temperance movement of the 1890s, marijuana was commonly recommended as a substitute for alcohol. The reason for this was that the use of marijuana did not lead to domestic violence. Why alcohol abuse did.
2: In the
0: 1890s. In the 1890s.
1: So they knew that stat in the 1890s, but still. That's why I was wondering, like, why is why is alcohol legal over marijuana any day? I mean, there's so many negative effects to alcohol that are proven, but yet. I don't know,
2: pass me a beer. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, though.
0: Pass me a beer, definitely. Well, it is the Pints Podcast, not... not Pass me that joint, right? Unless you got one. Boom. right. The ropes, sails, and caulking of the Mayflower were all made from hemp fiber. Pretty interesting. Betty Ross's first flag of the US was made of hemp? Did not know that.
1: Too bad you can't burn flags.
0: Too bad you can't burn flags, but it's hemp. Like, that's not the, right? Hemp is. It hemp is, is not the bud. Yeah, hemp's not the bud.
1: You just ruined the joke. Oh, did
0: I? Mm. How'd right. yeah, to go. You could
1: have yeah. just let it, let it roll. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's bad. Cheers. Hey, Drink. I am. <laughs> All right. Uh, over 120,000 pounds of hemp fiber were used to rig the USS Constitution. Uh, old Ironsides, the oldest Navy. Okay, that was kind of boring, but sounded cool at first. All right last one and this was okay so this is the one i was talking about earlier since the legalization of marijuana in colorado highway fatalities have hit a historic low and seattle washington seattle washington (laughs) yeah right (laughs) seattle washington offers marijuana vending machines like wow how legit is that you just go in and throw your card and throw in some
2: cash and why do you have to scan your id yeah, yeah, you do. Probably. I was going to say, I wonder... I, I looked
0: into them when we were doing vapor, a vapor vending machine, and they were marijuana vending machines, and yeah, mm-hmm. it had a scan for your, your medical card plus your license, but like, yeah. It was crazy. There were some up in New York, too. You imagine the money that's generated off a of fucking vending a, machine? Oh, yeah. Like, Absolutely. A medical
2: marijuana vending machine. I wonder if the tax on a medical marijuana vending machine versus a normal vending machine is different. I'm sure because of
1: what's in it. I mean... Isn't it in a different tax bracket as far, then they tax I mean,
2: it I, differently? I imagine, but I mean, how much is that? Kind of interesting to know.
0: So that's interesting. Precision detailing said, because they used to use hemp as paper and paper companies were losing money.
2: Nice. There you go. Nice feedback. Makes sense. All
0: right, so what are the current laws? Um, before we get into the new laws, what's the current status for detailers pre-788? at a dealership, and isn't it selective per dealership? Not every dealership's the same? There's not a blanket statement? Not everything's the same,
2: no. um, I mean, from what I understand, how we are right now, it is still against the law, it is against our company policy, and that is still gonna be up for debate from what I understand every too very long that that our higher-ups will be meeting with, with attorneys to kind of figure out what legal ramifications. From what I understand, whenever you do have a medical marijuana card, that is technically a prescription, no different than the hydrocodone or whatever else it may be at that point. Um, although I do feel that medical marijuana is a safer option or alternative to opiates. Um, it would be nice to kind of get rid of that. I mean, look how many people are getting saved from just CBD oils. So, as of right now, we don't have any change to our company policy.
0: Right, but what is the policy, like, and DJ, I want you to chime in on what your policy is, but like, a- so, when, when, when I met DJ, it was, it was through a car wash, and he came up to it, and people would ask me, well, who do you use for drug testing? Like, people would ask me that all the time. It was the weirdest deal. I don't know why people were always so concerned with, well, who do you use for your drug testing? And I would look like, drug testing? Thing. If
1: Marty drug tested any of us back at the car wash, he would not have any employees. And that's what I told him. That's the absolute I told truth.
0: It, and, and it is. Like, if you're in the car wash, and really, if you're a detailer, I mean, there's a seventy good 75 is probably... A good low estimate that seventy-five percent of detailers will, on a regular basis, partake. Well,
1: we were in high school working a car wash. Of course, like, of course, we smoked. That's is what we did. I mean, yeah.
0: Well, I'd say there's a lot of high school people, so it even, you know, it didn't even matter if you were high school or not, like detail or not. But I'd say in general, that's probably a general statement that a, a good, good majority of detailers will partake on a regular basis, and so I've chose not to like right i would you imagine trying to find employees well you guys struggle now so how do you guys do it how do you find employees that and detailers that aren't aren't smoking
2: i mean honestly we, we have to we go through indeed um i mean we ask the three simple stupid questions whenever i do an interview first thing you know can you pass a drug test if they say, well, i got to have time to study or something else. I mean, at that time. Have time to study? Yeah. <laughs> and again, if, if it does happen like that, I mean, I've, I, I can't use them. Um, again, we work around high end cars, high end individuals, and so it's one of those things for our insurance purposes and everything else. We've got to be safe. We've got to protect our investment. And as of right now, that's our investment. I mean, it'd be no different with alcohol being legal. If someone came in intoxicated, it's time to go. DJ, what's your
0: interview process like, and how do you guys figure out, uh, you know, A, I guess the question would be, do, are you able to hire, like, so dealership setting, no, right? And I think it is, though, per dealership, because I know some dealerships that will let guys come in. Your company policy is no.
2: Correct. But then, you know, we do basically random drug testing, urine analysis test. But then you have, like, the group one individuals who do hair follicle tests. So again, you're going to go back. Yeah, the Fowler group
0: does hair follicle. Yeah. And see
2: that there's no play in there. I mean, you know, you're six oh, months man, to a we, year back. We've
0: we've gotten some guys past. There's there's play.
2: I mean, again, <laughs> I don't know those methods. Uh, so you know, again, it's just one of those things. I mean, now again, I've never had any problems with with uh, guys who use marijuana. It doesn't bother me one bit. I mean, it is what it is. What you do in your own time is fine with me, as long as you show up, you bust your butt, and and do work.
0: Mm-hmm. But your pretty strong stance policy, you know, absolutely can't do it during the energy phase. From a small business, you know, large but not, you know, but it's large and small business. From a small business owner, how are you deciphering? How do, how do you handle it as a detail, own, detail shop owner?
1: I mean we're we're the same boat we when we hire us when we ask the same question first you know can you pass a drug test because if you can't pass a drug test then there's no point in going through the next three or four interviews right Yep. Um, we just I mean so we're we're the same we don't we don't um, you know if you're if you've got if you're doing pills or you're doing marijuana or whatever like I'm sorry we can't if you can't pass a drug test we can't hire you um, at all so we do that's one of the first things we ask and what we do is is you know we've had people that were great I mean and so they could pass it, and they went through all three or four interviews, and they go take the test, and they failed it. It's like then freaking we just waste. We wasted our time, and, and money. it yeah, and money, and it sucks because not everyone abuses marijuana. You know, some people just do it because it, they have anxiety. Mm-hmm. Some do it because it just makes them, you know, pretty much anxiety or whatever it is. But um, and I have no problem with it. Whatsoever. I'm not against it whatsoever. Um, but in, in my business, I don't want because if someone gets in a car accident, I have to drug test them immediately on the spot. Like that's just what our policy is. Um, I would hate to, reput- or to ruin our reputation uh, because Eco Green Truck got into an accident and the guy tested positive for marijuana. Now we're on, you know, Fox 23 News all over the place, and our reputation's tarnished. Like, yeah. I got to protect that. Whether I, I agree or disagree with marijuana, I still have to protect my business and image and so forth until we see what plays out over the next few months or year or whatever. And, and, ha- and then I got to figure out how to adapt to that. Okay, do I want to implement that into my business to where I try to find ways to where it is okay but my guys we're all mobile we have three trucks on the road all the time like I don't want that kind of exposure
0: yeah so tell us about have you guys as business owners with the new 788 law that's been passed have you guys started to do your research how does it affect as a small business owner as a big business owner like I think Cash, you and I have talked you know about it fill us in what changes, what is in the law, what are some things that we should know?
2: Honestly, I have not done a whole heck of a lot of research on that particular instance at this present moment. Um, I know that's going to go more to the higher ups and for the legal team. At this particular moment, I've got to just act like normal day to day business. I've just got to go in and worry about you know getting customers across the drive, making sure the quality is top notch. and that's what I'm focusing on right now. Um, I've got kind of more fish to fry than worry about a bill that just passed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's making money, not not making sure that someone that comes in with a green card is gonna be good to go. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. same here. I mean, and I haven't dug much into whatsoever either, but you know, the gray area comes to where, let's say I do have, you know, it passes, everything is great, you know, down the line, someone comes in and they're like, look, I've, I've got a medical card, like, you know, I can, this is what I can do, you know initially my policy might be okay well okay sure you got a metal car you know you smoke weed you can't do it on site you know you can't do it in a in the, in the truck or whatever but then again what happens when he gets in an accident and
2: Cause it, stays in your system. it stays
1: in your system so he's going to test positive even if he wasn't high all week exactly so i'm still in the same boat
2: how does that work i don't do you know. know what do you do i
1: don't know like <laughs>
2: that's something that that you know has been kind of that lingering question i mean I because wanna, uh, you will Unlike alcohol, it's not going to stay in your system forever unless you're an alcoholic. Exactly. But with marijuana, 30, 60, 90 days depending on your weight and Mm -hmm. fat cells and all that kind of good stuff. um, I mean, don't know. Yeah.
1: um, I mean, I'm in the dark as well. So it sucks because...
2: So let's look at some of the... Here's...
0: I just pulled up a website. Let's look at this Tulsa World. It's our newspaper. Look at some of the things that are happening here. I know each state is different, and actually 788 was supposed to be one of the most liberal marijuana medical marijuana laws that were was being passed. Um, we can grow, I think eight plants is what it is. You can grow- It'll if change you're, next week. It'll change <laughs> next week, yeah. Probably, oh no, here it is, six. You may legally possess up to six mature plants and six seedlings. So, you can be growing six and have the next six on the way
2: I mean, how do you guys feel about that i mean do you do you feel like the average Joe should be able to sit there and grow? I mean, if it is for medical purposes i mean it's not like you can have an, have opiates you know just readily available and and make your own pills right so I mean, how do you guys feel about the making your own
0: well here's what's interesting. licensed patients may possess up to three ounces of marijuana on them that would look like 12 of these in these little seven gram bags. i mean three ounces is a lot and they can have up to eight ounces at their residence not including concentrates or edibles so <laughs> three ounces rolling around in your pocket
2: and you can have a half a pound at your house i mean that that's just where it gets a little gray for me i mean i'm not against it whatsoever but I mean do you really have to have a half a pound for medical purposes <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean I wonder what the equivalent is of that you go to Sam's power. and buy in bulk I mean yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean seriously
0: yeah no I mean it, it's definitely like I said it's the most liberal, it's a a most liberal that law that's been passed like yeah. why does somebody need eight ounces half a pound like you're saying at their house I you, you know that's a lot you, you're going through some serious depression like you have got some serious issues if you if you've got to smoke that much um, and if they do that like so the point reason why I'm reading through these is if they do um, are able to do that it what's interesting is then what happens to because you only you only have to go into a board certified physician uh, doctors in good standings anybody can recommend it uh, in, and What's interesting is here where I was going to how and are the insurance companies
2: gonna look at it though? Because if now you're talking medical, you know, does your normal Aetna insurance card does that does that take care of it?
0: No, no, no. That you has to be no. Then that's what I was saying. You have to get it from a doc like a specific doctor.
2: True, but I'm saying your actual insurance, like from
0: Oh, will the insurance pay for it? Yeah. I, I saying? Mean, no, is no, it, it's all cash. I was gonna say is it a thirty dollars yeah, deductible. It's all cash.
2: I mean, it's just weird how all this is regulated. It, compared is, it to was interesting
0: though. A normal normal individual is a hundred dollars to get your license, but if you're on any of the subsidized uh, income stuff, it's only twenty bucks.
2: Makes tons of sense.
0: Well, I mean,
2: yeah. Show your food stamp card. Mm-hmm. Okay. Twenty bucks.
0: All right, so an employer would not be able to take, this is what I wanted to get to, and this is the discussion, this is sort of like the, the pinnacle of the discussion. An employer would not be able to take action against a licensed patient who tests positive for marijuana unless the employer would imminently lose a monetary or licensed benefit under federal law. I don't know what exactly that meant, but basically it just said that you can't take action against a licensed patient who tests positive for marijuana.
2: That's exactly right. So again, that's why leaving it up to the big dogs and the legal team to kind of tell us how we need to handle this particular situation. At that point, it, it honestly goes over my head.
0: But so from that, and we don't write, this is all theory, but from that, a medical detailer
2: you can't do anything to him.
0: Could light the, just the, he could just like.
2: At that point, light it up,
0: smoke it up. They could be sitting around being like, "Puff, puff, give," screwing up the rotation. Hey, movie quote.
2: No, uh, I don't think well, it's, movie I don't, quote. i going think think it's the same Friday, thing. bro. No, it's
0: not Friday. What, what is it? Oh, come on, you got it. Movie quote. Repeat. Uh, puff, puff, give. You're screwing up the rotation.
1: It's not Harold and Is it Method Man? No. How high? No it's, yeah. a, no, it's a movie. That is a movie. Mm-hmm. Epic. Yeah. You don't need to watch all the yeah. Wait,
0: wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. I apologize. I was getting two movie quotes in my mind mixed up. What'd you say? Friday. Friday. It is Friday. That's what I thought. I was already quoting another that's movie for like, somebody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah it is Friday. Confusing here. I quoted the other day and that's why How I got have mixed up. How you smoked before this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Too much. Right? Yeah. That's why <laughs> the Absolute camera's not on zero. Marty right now. I absolutely smoke zero, but. This beer is definitely... I'm only half a glass.
2: I'm good. Right? Like, yeah.
0: I've got a decent, good buzz, and but I'm going see, this is going to be no glass. different
2: than, than alcohol. You're not going oh. to be able to sit around and drink a beer on the clock. You're not going to be able to take your oxycodone or whatever for your back problems at work. You know, if, it, if it's something that, that impairs your driving, technically you're not supposed to do it. Right. So it'll be no different than the warning label on the back of the bottle
0: but this says that they could
2: man it's going to be a fine line
0: it's going to be a very very fine line
2: it's going to be a very fine line
0: so the movie quote I was quoting earlier that I meant uh, got mixed up in my mind is hey can you drive stick nah but I can learn if you teach me
2: that was nothing. What he said earlier. I know not it wasn't, but the two movies close. got mixed
0: up in my mind. How, how did that get
2: mixed up? I don't know. What but
0: you know, when you realize the movie, then you might realize why it got mixed up.
1: No. No. I don't. Anybody? Know. No. All right, let's go. Hey, turn the camera to you and you do that imitation again, because I want no, them to see. No, I'm how, definitely yeah.
0: not doing that imitation again.
1: Yeah. I want them to see how how it looked. Here, hold up! I got you, bro. Yeah, there you go. No, 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 no. 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 come on, yeah, come, yeah, on yeah, come on, man. come on, come on, <laughs> You're liking my phone died.
0: Anybody? Anybody? Anybody want to guess? You guess. Boys in the hood are always hard. Been talking that. The the, the, uh, The movie is uh, Boys in the Hood.
1: Yeah, what's, is it? uh...
0: And, yeah, I don't know that guy's name, but that chick comes up and wants to drive the car, and he's like, can you drive Stig? She goes, nah, but I can learn if you teach me. Anyway, yes, Cam's 797. Nice job, Boys in the Hood. You win a free detail from DJ. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> that would be Bill DeMarty. <laughs> yeah, no joke. Sorry, Cam's 979. DJ did not give you a free detail.
1: But I've got a bottle 105 I can give you.
0: Ooh.
1: Out of Marty's arsenal.
0: Nice. Oh, five-finger discount. Five-finger discount. Oh, yeah. All right, so any concerns that you guys have besides what we've already talked about or any exciting things that you think of like how do you think it affects detailers
2: lack of motivation
0: lack of motivation or better quality I mean there's
1: mm.
2: some well, guys I mean, it, efficiency based that's not necessarily gonna be good I one. mean some guys though I know some, some of them work really well I know them. some
1: people that smoke wheat and it's like if it, it, there's stupid functional on it
2: mm-hmm and you'd never know. But then you have the other ones that are yeah. completely roles reversed. Right.
0: Probably depends on how much they partook of.
2: Yeah. You know, talking about what you're talking about, sitting outside and just puff puffing and, yeah, and smoking their lunch. Yeah, and you have
0: three ounces on you. like
2: It's all another game.
0: That's a bit. All right, so are we discussing anything that pops to your mind that you go, you know what? I'm ready to go light one up, but I'm going to refuse because I want to discuss more about weed.
2: Well, some of the problems that you could run into as well is a car smelling like marijuana. If someone goes and physically smokes it, it's such a strong, heavy odor. What if certain customers lose their mind? I mean, I've had guys that smoke cigarettes that hop into a customer's car and pull it around, and they haven't smoked for five minutes, and the customer can smell it. Mm -hmm. And next thing you know, you're doing no-zone treatment or whatever to take care of that. Yeah, I can't stand cigarette smoke. Like, in, and, in, and yeah. like, yeah. It's just, it's, I mean, it's strong. Yeah, so, I mean, and just think of marijuana. It can be a lot more potent than
0: cigarettes. Mm, it's a different smell.
1: I just, yeah. It's but a different again, smell, but I just, certain agree.
2: people like it and certain people don't.
1: I think, I think marijuana does not Hey, s- what if
0: we started one of those air freshener little hang down yeah. trees <laughs> <laughs> instead of black eyes? Yeah, instead of black eyes, <laughs> <ice>, different, uh, <laughs> different marijuana scents. There That'd you be go.
2: hilarious like, this is Northern Lights. <laughs> <laughs> what else is out there, Cass? <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious.
0: Very good. All right, closing thoughts? Um,
1: None. I mean, it's just a super gray, just big gray area right now, especially here in Oklahoma with, with the laws and employment and business owners and companies. It's kind of how are you going to, I don't know, it's just a waiting game. You kind of figure it out as we go.
0: Do we know the date of when it actually comes in? I do not. Yeah, I don't either. No idea. And I don't know if they don't. There was a couple dates, but those have already passed. So
2: I'm just I'm glad saying. we're actually finally getting with the times, in my opinion, though. Um, hopefully, we're going to generate some more tax revenue for Oklahoma, because we are just so terrible. I'd like to see it go back to the schools.
0: I think some stat I it was something like 75% of it's supposed to go back in, right?
2: It's supposed to, but again, we'll see. <laughs> so is the casinos, motherfuckers. Yeah, like, exactly. We'll see how bad Oklahoma mismanages that. But, yeah. Um, hopefully that that'll fix our potholes in the streets and you know again take care of our teachers. Well, they one thing it. we
0: do know is when you go to Denver, that place is stupid clean. There's not a piece of trash anywhere on the grounds. Yeah. Like they clean the whole place up, and it was supposedly from a lot of so much tax revenue. Hmm. We need it. Yeah. Oh, we need it bad. Yeah.
2: Schools. Just. Yeah, schools, the education system in general.
0: Well, I think that's why we knew it was going to pass, was because the teachers had the walkout and all the problems that we had with with that. All right, cool. Let's rate this beer. Um, DJ, we knew DJ would be ahead on it. He's down. No, oh God. But this is, if we take a poll, if we take a record, this is the first podcast that DJ has not drank an entire beer.
1: So you know how I'm going to rate it, right? Ooh. Yeah.
2: So what's their scale? Because I, you know, the scale is
0: one to five. Okay, five being the top, one being the low, and it's just a full-on like you love it, it's a five; you don't love it, it's a one.
1: Cool, DJ. I, I mean, I feel horrible because this is not a cheap beer whatsoever, and I'm very grateful for it. But uh, I mean, it's just not my, uh, it's not my stout, so I'm gonna go with uh, a, a just a two.
0: Cool.
2: This is definitely a uh, a new thing for me because normally I drink a lot of uh, German beers, so to drink a style like this uh I do appreciate the beer thank you marty um I'm gonna go with the three ah. kind of in the middle,
0: yeah, yeah. kind of in the middle yeah. um i there you know the different beers and especially so Mr. Redbeard has popped in to the Instagram live but refuses to still comment except that dear God, you're still talking. Oh god. <laughs> but Redbeer and I had some <laughs> <laughs> Redbeard and I had some really good beers at the Prairie Brew Pub. Um and this is not one of their better be- Like this is one of their original, but not one of their best. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna be down there with you, Cass. Um
2: It's just strong. I, it's so mm-hmm.
0: strong. It's Uber boozy. Um like literally I'm like yeah, you could literally one beer if you took it down fast enough. You, you that's all you needed. Correct. Um oh thanks, Redbeard. Coffee noir. Yeah, that beer was amazing. Was so I'm not much of
2: a coffee person, but again it it's got a decent note to it.
0: Yeah. No, the beer that we had at the at the brewery was coffee noir. Yeah. Wow. It had so much more flavor to it. This I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go in between the two of you and go two five. It just it's too boozy, not enough. Flavor, I could I could go with some less booze and enjoy more beer, mm-hmm. yeah, which is too bad. Um, I mean, like I said, Prairie's a huge brand here in Oklahoma, L- majorly forever been a great brand. So, I mean, they have keep rocking it, Prairie. Well, Next week, we're gonna have another Prairie Ale on, um, and it's their farmhouse ale.
1: So, they have one, they have it uh, at Quick Trip now. Those of you that are in Oklahoma, like you can buy, they've got a Prairie. At QT, it's like four, 4% beer. So that's pretty cool for those of you that want to go get Well,
0: yeah, you like that one. That's just their normal ale or something, right?
1: It's the farm it's It's EP or E-R-A, which I don't know what the fuck that stands for. but. Farm run
0: average.
1: Uh, well, that's really, baseball.
2: <laughs> I just got back from North Carolina, and we were up there, and that was what was really cool. There was 33 microbreweries in this old town of Asheville. So we even got to see the new Belgium brewery, which was awesome. Fat tire. In where? I went to North Carolina, Asheville.
1: Hmm.
2: Well, it, so
0: they opened up a second brewery. Then that's legit. Yeah, because their main one is in Fort Collins. That's yep. where I was a couple weeks ago.
2: It's brand new, right on the river out there. Did you go? We actually got to go.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Was it legit? Like because the one up in Fort Collins was unbelievable.
2: Well, I mean, basically all these little restaurants we went to. I mean, all were it was like prairie downtown. Going to their little hmm. their mm-hmm. pub. It was neat.
0: But the, the fat, but the, uh, the, the.
2: That's where I had Daybreaker, which is one of New Belgium's, and it was excellent.
0: Yeah. The New Belgium Brewery, though, didn't have like a big, huge place to hang massive, out with. Oh, it was massive. Yeah. Massive. Yeah. Yeah. They do it right.
2: Yeah it, yeah. it was huge. They got a lot of money behind that operation.
0: Definitely. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, DJ is almost finished with his beer. That means he's a little tipsy. It's time for him to tab out. With the question of the night, tipsy topic question. Hey, Cass,
1: <clears throat> can I drink one more and go drive your car?
2: Negative yes, right? Ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it I was hoping for <laughs> a good pot
0: question. Uh, uh, hey, what was your biggest high? No, since neither one of you smoked, then you couldn't answer that question. You're right. Yeah. It's too bad. Yeah. You got a just a... Can I drive your car if I'm drunk? Question. Yeah, you lucked out, man. I know You lucked out because when it's tipsy time, sometimes those questions get a little hairy. Yeah. So, boy, you lucked out very well. All right, thank you guys so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for taking the time. Thanks for having me, man. Hey, you're welcome. Uh, Cass, are you going to SEMA?
2: Negative. Not this year. Whoa, why? Out of vacation time. Mm, No plane ticket. No hotel. Mm, that's taken care of.
0: <laughs> mm.
2: we got, we what got,
1: if, huh? We, we got what a, if? <laughs> We got a big enough house down there. You're All good. right, let's make this happen. <laughs> All let's <right>. make <laughs> this happen. So,
0: Cass, if you were going to SEMA, where would you be on Tuesday night at 8
2: o'clock? Walking around looking at cars. I'm a gearhead. Fuck
1: no, you wouldn't be. Maybe after 10 or before 8.
2: With Marty and DJ. <laughs> there
1: you go. <laughs> 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 All right,
0: we need you, like tonight like right as you're listening or if you're working on a car hey set your polisher down Uh, if you're out walking the dog just hanging around the tree pull out your phone go to freebeersema.com that's where you need to go so that you can get registered so that you can have a beer with this guy and then drink about four or five others with this guy
1: I'm doing a beer competition with someone like who can drink the most that night I'm down for whiskey
0: no no, 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 no. This no, is no, a no, beer no. event. <sighs> okay. Beer. All right. Y- you can go to the bar next door and get some whiskey. Whiskey. All right. But this, this is whiskey at the, at the place. Brewery. You get unlimited beer. Okay, if- so
1: it's the first 75 that sign up, though. Yeah. So if you don't go, I mean, I checked last, and it's getting up there. So get definitely on, get it done. you definitely want to get out right now and get your name in there. If you're going to be there on Tuesday, 8 p.m. to 10 p.m., you definitely go sign up right now.
0: Yeah. 8 hey. Right now, FreeBeerSEMA.com. Go there. Cass, give us your... Looks like you've got an Instagram handle for... That's when you know you
1: have a badass car when your Instagram (laughs) handle's on your
2: fucking car. (laughs) You've got your Instagram handle
0: (laughs) on your car. What is it? CBA Tuck. So if somebody wants to find you, is that the best place? That's the best place. All right, cool. DJ.
1: At DJ Patterson.
0: At DJ Patterson. Or also now at...
1: Pints and Polishing Podcast.
0: Yeah, so finally got ourselves a little Instagram and Facebook page. Thank you, Hayden, for taking the time to get that up and running. And you can find us at Total Auto Solutions. This is Marty. Go grab yourself a pint. Roll yourself up something that you want. Sit back and enjoy the night. Hey, make it a great day. (laughs)
1: Like okay, how you get all in.